All right, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where repentance starts and revival begins. And who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the underground. Isaiah 61, in verse 1, it says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to those who mourn to tell them that the time of the Lord's favor have come. That's what I'm here tonight to do. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. First Corinthians in 2.4 says, In my message and preaching were plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I rely only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I do this so you will not trust in man's wisdom but in the power of God. Jeremiah 3.15 says, And I will give you shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. 1 Corinthians 4.1 says, So look, a mere servant of Christ who has been put in charge of explaining God's mysteries. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1 and 2 says, You then, you then, be strengthened in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Second Timothy 2.15 says, do your best to present yourself to God, one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handled in the word of truth. You got to handle this thing right. If you don't know how to shoot it off, put it down. You feel me? Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you come in, do me a favor. Go ahead and put your mic on mute because we're recording live. Go ahead and put your mic on mute for me. I appreciate that. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, which we finna do, for reproof, what we finna do. For correction, what we finna do, and for training in righteousness, what we about to do. All of this we about to do. John chapter one and verse fourteen, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have and we have seen his glory, glory as the only Son from the Father. He's full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. All right. Got some more people coming in real quick. Hey, welcome to the underground. When you come in, go ahead and put it on mute for me. Put your mics on mute for me because we're recording live. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Appreciate y'all taking y'all time out to come out to the underground. Where you finna hear the word of God. That's what we do up in here. What just happened is I was just uh flowing with some scriptures, just putting scriptures out there. Building my fortress so these demons won't be able to come in and try to disturb what we about to do up in here. You know, the word of God is your fortress. And if you haven't spent time in the word of God this week, man, you're going to have time. You're going to have a tough time out here in these streets. 
This is why I invite you guys to the underground. Man, just sit back and relax and let the word of God just shower you. Let the word of God get into your minds. Let the word of God get into your heart, into your spirits. Because that's what you need to do. All right, all right, man. So, uh, hey, I was just saying, uh, let's just say, hey, I ain't preaching nothing new tonight either. I ain't preaching nothing new tonight. I'm 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 preaching the same word that all the prophets spoke before me, all my ancestors spoke before me. You know, all the saints that's passed away before me, I'm preaching that same word. I'm just another voice saying, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Mm -hmm. Do me a favor, everybody who just came in again, take your nutty professor finger and let me know how I sound in the comment section. Let me know if you hear me real good. Before I get started, because I don't want people saying, I can't hear. Why is I can't hear? So let me know if you can hear me. We can hear you uh, clear. Okay. I don't know what Greer is. That's my wife talking about Greer. <laughs> you can hear me clear. Okay. Got you. Shout out to my, there we go. Shout out to my wife too. You be careful out there in them streets, girl. Yeah. With my baby. <laughs> shout out to rain in heaven too love y'all all right let me go ahead and get started first off i want to uh tackle i want to talk to the fathers real quick yeah this is what i'm gonna do we go we, we just go flow through the word why we just go flow through the words because psalm chapter 81 and verse 10 says i am the lord your god who brought you up out of egypt open wide your mouth and i will fill it so best believe when i open my mouth tonight it's filled with the words of god yeah, it's going to be filled with the prophecies of God. It's going to be filled with the wisdom of God. It's going to be filled with the knowledge of God. So that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to open my mouth and I'm going to uh, speak this word of God over you tonight. In John chapter 7, verse 38, it says, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, you feel me? It says rivers of living water will flow from within them. Yeah, we just finna flow tonight. These rivers of water about to flow tonight. So I hope you're ready to receive it. Rivers of living water that's going to come out of my mouth tonight. That can heal you tonight. That can save you tonight. You got to believe that. Whenever the word of God is opening up, you got to believe that there's healing that can happen. There's breakthrough that can happen. All right. This is our true source. If you are a believer, this is your true source. This is your healing. This is your breakthrough. The word of God being spoken over you tonight. That's why it's good to always be up under the word of God. Somebody preaching to you. Because that's how God made it. But real quick, I want to tackle the fathers real quick. Let me give y'all uh, some encouraging motivation words for you, okay? It's time to start setting our standards so high that our kids can't even reach it when we go. That needs to become the new norm for the fathers in the kingdom. That our standards are going to be so high when we're gone, it's going to be super hard for our kids to succeed what we did. You know, we have that saying that we always want our kids to be better than us, right? And that's true. I get it. 
But now nah, we want to start setting the standards. God start talking to me saying, hey, your thoughts should not be the way your kids think. Your ways should be totally different from your kids' ways. Who are we acting like? We starting to act like God. Our ways, fathers, has to be high in our household. Our standards, we have to start raising our standards to such where, I mean, it's going to be very hard to reach them. This is what we got to start moving like. This is what we got to start acting like. Setting your standards so high in a ways that it sets you apart from your kids. It sets you apart from people in your family. This is why Abraham has such a, he was so set apart amongst his family. People understood that he walked with God. People understood that he talked with God. Now, it's hard to be set apart, fathers. It's hard to be set apart, leaders, when you have the same ways and standards as the people following you. Let me give you a verse about this. Isaiah 55 and verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is how we got to start moving as leaders in the house. Your ways, your thoughts, your mindset, the way you move, your discipline, your consistency has to be higher than your wife. It has to be higher than your children's. They should look up to you and you should be an example, a standard that is very hard to reach. That means you're doing your job. Just as we look up to God and we know, man, God, he got a high standard. That is how we has to be as men of God. And as you look at our culture, man. As you begin to look at our culture, you begin to look at what's happening on uh, TV. You begin to look what's happening on social media. You have the fathers, not all of them, but for uh, most a part of them, the fathers, they chasing the same thing the kids chasing. They chasing the same dreams uh, kids are supposed to be chasing. Right? They chasing the same money that kids supposed to, they kids chasing. We in the same bondage that our kids are in. We in the same bondage to sin that our kids are in, that our kids are struggling with. That's a no-no. See, that's what I'm saying. We have to start raising our standards. And when I talk about raising standards, I'm talking about kingdom mentality. Kingdom mentality. A kingdom mindset. We have fathers, we are worshiping the same demons that our kids are worshiping. We idolize over the same people that our kids idolize. We making same TikTok videos that our kids are making. We doing the same challenges that our kids are doing. Fathers, this is what I'm saying. We have to be able to start raising our standards that I'm not going to do the same things that my children are doing. Why? Because I, I think different. My ways are different. I move different. 
I have different goals. I'm set apart to be a leader. I'm set apart to let my family know what holiness looks like. You have given up that role to your pastor. You have given up that role to your bishops, fathers. That's a no-no. You've given up that role to the Pope. We can't have that. We posting the same things our kids posting. We have to start setting a standard super high. Super high. And when you're gone, fathers, it's going to be impossible for your kids to reach it. That's the way we got to start moving out here. All right. That's the way we got to start moving out here. Hey, God wanted me to deliver a message to y'all. He said, hey, he's, uh, God said he know he delivered the message to you. Why are you acting like you ain't get it? You ever deliver a text message to somebody? And they don't respond. You know they got the message, but why they never responded? And there's some believers tonight. God wanted me to ask you, hey, he know he delivered that message to you. Why you acting like you didn't get it? Why you still got him on red like that? He know he delivered that message to you. You know you're supposed to be doing something for God right now. But you act like you ain't get it. I got a question for the minds of the people tonight. I got a question for your heart. I got a question for your desires and your standards. When people don't respond to your text message, when people don't respond to your calls, what's your re response? What, what would be your response? You feel some of you texting somebody, you reaching out to somebody and they don't respond to you. What would be your response? Somebody give me an answer in the uh, conversation real quick. I just want to see what y'all think. I'm going to wait for it. Somebody going to answer for me? Your accent be like you good? Oh, okay. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. You will ask to see if you good. And then after you keep asking if you good, if they don't respond, then you just gonna be like, all right, then I'm cool on that. I'm cool on that. I'm gonna read a verse to you real quick and I want y'all to see how God moves. Contrary to what we think he's like. I'm gonna let read this verse. First Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 8. First Chronicles. Chapter 28 and verse 8. It says, So now I charge you in the sight of our Israel, in of the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God. Be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God. That's number one. You got to start being careful how you're moving out here in these streets. You got to start being careful how you're hearing God. There are certain decisions that you are going to have to make. Uh, you're going to have to make in the near future. Do it align. This decision that you're about to make, does it align with the purpose of God in your life? 
See, we're out here making decisions. We're out here making uh, life decisions without even checking with God. Without, without even checking and seeing if it lines up with the standards of who God is. Believers. We're not even checking. You get in relationships, you ain't even checking with God. You feel me? You taking jobs, you ain't even checking with God. You moving places, you ain't even checking with God. You going to certain churches, you ain't even checking with God on that. So you got to start being very careful to follow all the commands of the Lord. And he is giving you those commands. He speaks to his people always. And then it says that you may possess the good land and pass it on as an inheritance to, to your descendants forever. This is another reason why we got to be careful to follow the, uh, the ways of God. We are supposed to be passing down an inheritance of our faith to our children's children. Not a religion, but our faith. Uh, and this ties in with setting those standards so high that when you pass it down, they can have something to look up to. We leave in earthly things that it's not that important. You leave in physical things that your kids may lose. Squander it away. Prodigal sons, prodigal daughters. Your legacy, fathers, mothers, elder, elderly people, your legacy has to start being that I'm going to leave a, a, a faith that was so big that it gives my children's children something to look up to. You don't you think if you say that's impossible, why are we still looking up to Paul's faith? We're still looking up to Peter's faith. We're still reading about these people. Why? Because they faith. They didn't leave us no house. These people didn't leave us no cars. And if you want to talk about that, this is not the this is not the time to talk about all those physical things. I'm talking about spiritual things. I get the physical part. We all get that. But I'm telling you, what did honestly? We're still talking about Jesus. And did he leave you a house? Did he leave you a car? Did he leave you some insurance money? All of those things, again, that's fine. But that's what I'm saying. We have to start leaving something that people couldn't even see, but they felt it. And when you leave, the, when you leave they're going to feel the impact. When you leave, there's going to be a void that somebody must step up and feel. This is what I'm saying. We, we, we still talking about David. We still talking about Solomon. We still talking about Peter, Paul, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These people just left us their faith. And we're still talking about it. We're still reading from it. We're still getting jewels from it. 
they, they thought so outside of what we have been trained to think of. Let me keep reading. It says, be careful to follow all the commands of the Lord your God. Right. That you may possess this good land again and pass it on as inheritance to your descendants forever. And then he says, and you, my son, Solomon, but I want you to put your name there. I want you to put your name there. It says, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. Serve the Lord your God with all your devotion and with a, with, with a willing mind. You're going to have to be devoted to serving God. You have to make up in your mind tonight, believers, that I'm going to be devoted to setting this standard. I'm going to be devoted with my strength, with my heart, with my mind to serve God. And, oh, best believe everything is going to come up against that. Yeah, this whole warfare, this whole system of this world. The energy of this world, the mindset of this world is going to come against all that. When you make up in your mind to be devoted. And have a willing mind, and then it says for the Lord searches. Every heart and understand every desires and every thought. Do y'all hear that? God says, I search the heart. Number one. I understand every desire and every thought you have. This is why we got to just be honest with God. This is why he needs to be your best friend. And you need to let him know what's going on with your desires. You need to let him know what's going on with your thoughts. And let him know what's going on with your heart. Because he already know these things. Some of you guys are hiding your desires from people that's close to you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, some of you some of you guys are hiding your thoughts right now from people. They don't even know what you're thinking, but you play it so well. You play it so well, though. Right. You know the right things to say. You know how to smile a certain way. You know how to be present in a certain way. But you have hidden your desires and your thoughts from people. But I want you to know, so you can't hide that from God, though. This is what we got to start understanding as believers. See, when you try to hide that from God, he's going to expose it. Because that's a prideful thing. It's pride when we hide things from God. That is a prideful thing to do. You know, you got that Adam and Eve spirit. What they, What you mean by that? You know, when they messed up, they wanted to hide from God. They wanted to cover themselves. And God is asking a lot of you believers tonight, hey, where are you? Where are your desires at? kingdom woman kingdom man where are your desires at because if you have the desires of this world you slip 
He wants to call you out of that. We have watered down the word of God so much that we have started to accept that we can have, we can serve the world and God at the same time. That we can drink from the devil's cup and God's cup at the same time. You know, it, it, it it's very hard to do those things. Then I want y'all to hear what God say. He says, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. See, we don't see these are the type of things that we got to start letting people know so they can stop. Because a lot of people come to God like he's some type of simp, man. They be treating God like he's some simp. Like they can just keep putting God on red. Like they can just keep declining God. And just holler at him anytime that uh, or I just holler at him on Sundays or something. I talk to God. Nah, he says, hey, you keep forsaking me. I'm going to go ahead and reject you too. Checkmate. See, that's my, see, my, my job for the church and my job in this army of God is to let people know, hey, God don't play games with people like that, man. That's why I'm glad he raised me in a certain environment that he raised me in. Because you had to have a certain boldness about certain things because you can't be played with. Because people will try to take advantage of you, cuz. So for all for everybody out here, this and I'm talking to unbelievers and I'm talking to believers. Don't think you can just keep rejecting God and he just gonna be there when you're ready. Harking unto the voice of God when you hear him. You don't know if you're going to get the opportunity to hear God again. It's a blessing to hear God. Hey, it's a blessing to be on the underground tonight. Yeah. Yeah, not because I'm speaking, but because the word of God is being proclaimed over your life. Hey, you are blessed. This ain't just another, oh, let me hop on this and, you know, hear him. Let me support. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't like, I don't need that type of support. You feel me? I want I want you guys to come in here understanding what's going on and that you're being able to hear the word of God. Because there's a famine. Let me go ahead and, yeah, let me, let me read that real quick. Go to Amos chapter 8. Yeah, I need y'all to understand what's coming. Now I'm finna prophesy to you. <laughs> now I'm going to prophesy to you hey, it says in Amos chapter 8 11 it says the days are coming declares the sovereign Lord understand who's talking now he controls everything hey right now he's controlling your blood he's controlling your heartbeat right now Hey, not too long ago, I seen a video. One of a, a prestige, uh, you know, performer in, in, in my city. Got on stage, blew into the mic and was finna speak and just dropped. You see what I'm saying? Controlling your breath right now. That's who talking. 
Don't think it's uh, the voice talking. Don't think about me talking. Understand, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to me through me right now. He says, the days are coming. I'm prophesying to you. When I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food. Don't, yeah, it ain't going to be a famine of food. So stop listening to what people tell me. Oh, we running out of food. We running out of water. Man, it ain't going to be no famine or no food. Don't worry about that. The God is, a God is our bellies. You know what I'm saying? We worship food. We going to always have food. Let's just be real. You know, we live in a obese society. We going to always have food. We ain't talking about a famine of food. And not a famine of thirst of water. I just heard somebody the other day talking about, oh, stack up on water. We've been talking about that for how long? Man, ain't going to be no uh, famine or no water. Think the rich people going to let that happen? No. People ain't going to let that happen. Water and food? No. Because we care more about that than the word of God. So, yeah, we definitely ain't finna let that happen. But the famine that God is talking about is from hearing the words of God. That's what the famine. See, there's going to be a famine where the true word of God is going to be very little. You're going to have to search, wonder to try to find it. You may have to go underground to get it. <laughs> Bars. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border, searching for the word of, of, of the Lord, but they will not find it. I told you. See, people rejecting God right now. They rejecting. They too busy for him. They got something to do. They, they can't make time for God right now. You know, everybody, they going to get their education right now. They they planning for their trips right now. They planning for this, right? That's cool. That's cool. But I'm here to tell you, boldly proclaiming this. Hey, that's, that's coming. There's going to be a famine where you're going to search for God. You're going to search for his word, and you ain't going to be able to find him. Yeah, you're going to be going to church to church. <laughs> Mhm. Mm why? Why? What's that like? Why? Why is that happening? Because we're rejecting the true living God every single day. How am I rejecting Him, then, preacher? With your desires, with your heart. That's how we reject Him. We don't come out of our mouths and say, "Oh, I reject God." No, 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 no. We don't do it like that. But that's how we rejected them. You know, most of our prayers, as I look out here, as I examine the world up under the sun, most of our prayers these days should be, God, don't let me die like this. Don't, don't, don't let me die with this. Don't, don't, God, please. Don't let me die like this, God. We have, we got to stop trying to make a holy God comfortable with our wicked situations. Let me say that again. We have to try, stop trying to make a holy God comfortable with our wicked situations. Ask God, God, don't let me die like, don't let, don't let me die thinking like this. 
Don't let me die in this bondage that I'm in. Don't let me die in this relationship that I'm in. Don't let me die outside of your will, God. God, just give me mercy and grace to God. I cry out to you tonight. Don't let me die like this. But because of your desires, you're asking for things all outside of God's will. Because of your heart, you're asking for things all outside of God's will. The world has taught you how to pray to God. Mm. The devil has taught you how to pray to God. You come to the you come to a holy God with a prideful heart, just like the devil in Isaiah. This is why your heart needs to be renewed. It needs to be washed by the blood of Christ. By the blood of Jesus. I know these may sound like old religious words to you, but I want you to know something. It works. Yes, I said the blood of Jesus works. We getting too, I told you, we getting too clever with our preaching. We getting too deep with our preaching. I'm here to tell you, it's the blood of Christ that delivered me. It's the blood of Christ that changed my desires. It's the blood of Christ that washes my sin away. Not because I'm conscious now. Not because I eat fruit all day. Not because I drink Fiji water. Not because I read the 48 books of laws or whatever that book is. We, 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 Hmm. We're prideful. Well, why? Why? You know, when I every time I come here, he always it seems like he is he mad? Is he? Why y'all never try to encourage us? Because look what we're we're living in. I don't encourage a lifestyle that's against God. I'm not encouraging mindsets that that's against God. I'm so against this culture. I'm so against it. Yeah, I'm, I'm against all of it. Why? Because the spirit of God is working in me, through me, for me. I can't love something that God hates. I can't love something that God looks at as an abomination. This is why I have to preach like this. This is why I have to speak like this. And I have to do it boldly. Why? Because God said it. When you begin to walk in the will of God, nothing else matters but what thus says the Lord says. It becomes your bread of life. You can go to all the finest restaurants, but if you don't hear from the word of God, you're starving and you're barely living. How are you living today, believer? 
What's your life like? What is your diet like? Again, I know you've been eating fruit. I see the pictures. <laughs> you know, I know you eating healthy and asparagus and eating your greens. I get it. But have you been digesting the word of God? And we think all these things are going to save us. And why do we think all these things is going to save us? Because that is what we're chasing after. That these things have become high value to us. And the blood of Christ has become, you know, just the old, another religious thing that people say. It's not another a religious thing that people say. It's a, it's a, it's a way of life. It's the way of life. We have to start allowing the kingdom of darkness. We we need to let the kingdom of darkness know, believers, that when we come in, when we step in any area, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Check it out. Let me talk to all my sports people. It, you know, when you got like a, a, a dude who who's really about that on that court, or when you got a dude who's really about that on that football field, they 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 make uh plays for that person. They study, they have film on this person all throughout the week. Why? Because they know when he step on the field, when she step on that court, they may be a problem. And I gotta ask, and you and I need you to be honest with yourself. Are you a problem for the kingdom of darkness? Or do they just look at you and be like, oh, let them shoot. Let, let them just do what they do. See, read Acts and you'll understand Paul was a problem when he went places. Peter and these believers, they was a problem. That's why governors and the, the, the they were starting riots. Why? Because these people was a problem. And I'm here to let all believers know, yo, we need to start being a problem in America. The presidents, the governors, the world needs to, we need to make them nervous, period. We need to, when we walk in the room, people walk out. Y'all not feeling me what I'm saying. When we walk in the room because of the aura that we carry, the presence that we carry, they just walk out because they know. Let me give you an example, and I'm not doing this to uh, boast. I'm giving you an example of what walking with God looks like in the presence that you're going to carry. I'm talking to one of my employees. I'm talking to uh, a couple of employees. And one of the employees, we just talking. And again, I, I don't I, I don't go around uh, talking about uh, I don't do this or I don't do that and none of that. I just I just walk with God in the cool of the day. Shout out to Adam. That's what I do. I walk with God in the cool of the day. OK, I'm going to walk with him in the morning. I'm going to talk to him in my car. I'm going to talk to him on my way to the job. I'm going to talk to him when I go to the bathroom. I'm going to talk to him. when I, I'm talking to God. So I'm talking to my employees and one of the employees cussed. 
and the other two employees say, oh, no, 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 he don't cuss. And they hurry up and apologize to me. You see, making things uncomfortable for people. I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm not here to give you a resolution. I'm here to start a revolution. Let me say that again. Shout out to the Holy Spirit. I'm not here to give people resolutions. I'm here to start a revolution. I'm not here to give you a solution for your sin and make you happy about it. Nah, 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 nah. I can't do that no more. I'm here to start a revolution to get you up out of it. To show you another way that you can live, my brothers, my sisters. In the, in the body of Christ, we have started giving people solutions to stay in a sin, to stay in a lifestyle. No, no, no. Nah. It's time to make people uncomfortable. It's time to be a problem. Why? How can we be a problem for people by walking in the power of God? You've been asking for too many fleshly things that you forgot to even ask for the power of God. You've been asking for things that's going to fade away so quickly, by the way, that you forgot to ask for the power of God over your life. The power of God that when you walk into a room, the kingdom of God begins to manifest spiritually speaking. And demons understand that you have stepped there. See, you begin to talk that talk. You begin to walk that walk. And people feel it. Yeah, I'm not here. Yeah, you're supposed to be uncomfortable when I step into the room. If you're not, I'm, I'm not doing something. Yeah, you're supposed to fix your mouth when I walk in the room. I'm not even going to tell you that you got to fix your mouth. Yeah, but that's just the way, that's that weight that you carry. Mm-hmm. You a problem. Yeah, yeah. Your favorite basketball player, when they step on that court, they become a problem. The coach say, hey, we guard him. But if you ain't no problem, ain't nobody studying you. And I'm here to tell you, hey, uh, believers, the devil ain't, he not scared of you. And that's the problem. People at your job, they just look at you at something just like, oh, okay. You ain't set apart. And that's the problem. You, we have been trained to think that living our faith so boldly and being so holy with our faith, because we scared of that word holy, uh, that's have we have switched it around. That has been a problem. We're praying and, and speaking and, and, and really living out our faith. We have made it. Well, that's a problem now. They don't take our let. That's what we say now. They didn't punk us, man. The devil straight then deboed us for our faith, man. And I'm here to say it so you can know what's going on. And change it. Yeah, change it. 
Mm. One of my youth wanted me to talk about the fruits of the spirit real quick. So let me go ahead and uh take a uh a exit real quick. And let's let's go to Galatians chapter five and verse twenty-two. And thank you for uh my youth who uh asked me about this. I, I love it when my youth uh come to me and ask me questions and let me know what y'all need to tackle on, you know, and I and I speak just like I say from the, the voice of God. And when we talk about the uh the fruits of the spirit, right, it's 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 so when you read it, you just gotta take it for face value and you gotta make the word be simplicity to you. You know, there's no trickery. God is not trying to trick you or uh, make it too hard for you. And you come to it like a child. You read the word of God like a child. And he begin to open that word up to you. Deep revelation that 40, 50, 60, 80 years old probably never, never got a chance to experience. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start off at uh, uh, Galatians chapter five, and I start off at verse sixteen. Okay, and and, and I just want uh, I pray that the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to your heart about this to all the believers. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Number one, okay, uh, what's guiding your life right now? You gotta ask yourself that, and you gotta be honest. What is really guiding your life? See, we say that we are believers. <laughs> Man, it, it, again, these are simple questions in that you have to look in the mirror and really answer them true. Why you need to answer them true? Because the truth will set you free from the lie that you've been living. What is guiding your life? The word of God tells us the Holy Spirit should guide it. This is what these this needs to be your goals. This needs to be top priority on your list right now. If it's not top priority on your list, that means you haven't been really uh, invested in a kingdom like that. We have believers that. The Holy Spirit, God, not, that's not important to a lot of people. Let's be real, man. Letting the Holy Spirit guide out. That means we really check with him with every decision. Like we're very uh, obedient to what he's saying to us. This is what he's asking us. So the question you want to ask, what, what's guiding you? What's guiding your desires? What's guiding your feelings? What's guiding your emotions? You're in that situation that you're in because your emotions been guiding you, not the Holy Spirit. You're crying out to God. You're asking God to save you because your feelings been guiding you, not the Holy Spirit. You're asking God for a breakthrough. Because your feelings been guiding you, not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has just become really a nobody in your life you know about them but i mean talking to them like that uh, not really you know not really because it doesn't match up with your goals 
It doesn't match up with your worldly mindset that you live by. You're in love with your worldly mindset. Allow this, allow this truth that God is speaking to you reshape your life and your mind. I'm, I'm a firm believer that what I speak will reshape and revolutionize your life if you take it in and receive it. I'm a firm believer of that. I'm bold as a lion when I speak this because I know God has given me this to tell his people. You are in love. Do you understand me? With your mindset. You're in love with your goals more than the Holy Spirit. Okay, you say so. In verse 16, so the way I do things too, y'all, let me, let me let y'all know the way God has me break. He, he, he just, I read it, and when I get a, a thought, I break it down. So I have, when I'm reading this word right now, I'm just reading it, and I, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to just flow. And that's why I stop and go and stop and go. If you're wondering, like, why are you always stopping it? Because I'm trying to get, I, I want you guys to get everything that the word of God is giving me right now. Why? Because it may be our last time together. Don't take this for granted. All right. Verse 16. Again, it says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Do you have a lifestyle of doing what your sinful nature craves? So whatever your desires is, whatever your sinful nature tells you, you do it. You don't have no convictions about it. Right. You sleep with whoever you want to sleep with, no convictions. You're doing what the sinful nature wants you to do. You lick on whoever you want to lick on, right? <laughs> you kiss whoever you want to kiss. You smoke whatever you want to smoke. You drink whatever you want to drink. You cuss out whoever you want to cuss out. You look at things whenever you want to look at things. If you want to watch porn, you go watch porn. And guess what? You're going to say, oh, well, I'm doing it. It ain't nobody's business. That means you're being led by your sinful nature. That is what they mean. The Holy Spirit has no place in your life. Verse 17, it says the sinful nature wants to do evil. Our sinful nature wants to be do evil. And why? Because it just feel good. Right? If we honest, the sinful nature, just it, it just makes you feel good. It makes your flesh just feel good. Tell somebody and say it just feel good. That's why. That's what your sinful nature want to do. But check out what God says. It says, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. That's the battle. Some people might be saying, see, the spirit of God, I always want to do uh, something boring. See, our flesh, we, we it likes to turn up. Like to get into some things. Like to get into some. See your flesh. This whole week, it just been wanting to get into some things. Just been wanting to do some things. You don't gotta say nothing. I know what it is. Your flesh been wanting attention all this week. That's what our flesh like to do. So totally opposite from what the spirit wants. That is why it's important to let the Holy Spirit guide you. It'll coach you. It'll train you to start doing those things that the spirit wants. 
And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. If all you have is desires to do what your sinful nature wants, that means you have no Holy Spirit God in your life. Then there at least needs to be some type of warfare in your life where you want to do something good or you want to do the things of God. If you have no conviction of doing anything that's wrong, you might need to check your faith. If you have no desire to want to get out of the sinful nature, sinful things that you're in right now in this season of life. If you're not praying to God saying, God, help me with this. I know it's wrong. I know it's bad. I know it's against your will, God. Help me. If you don't have that type of prayer life and you're just comfortable in it. Oh, man, that's a problem. And God don't understand it. You know why he don't understand it? Because he's given the Holy Spirit to guide you. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. See, that at least needs to be a fight. I didn't even know that was coming up, but at least needs to be a fight in your life. You need to at least be battling. But if your sinful nature is, I mean, just being undefeated, it don't never lose. It don't never have a rebuttal. It don't never have a, <clears throat> excuse me. Your sinful nature don't never hear uh, the Holy Spirit say, excuse me, um, can I say something? Do the Holy Spirit, <laughs> can I say something? If your sinful nature don't never hear that, it's a problem. It's a problem. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Verse 18. But when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Verse 19, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. What God think about, he, he's going to make it clear. You know, we be having, y'all be asking these ABC one, two, three questions about God. Stop doing that. And go ahead and read your word. Y'all be asking these after school program questions about God's God word. And he makes it very clear. Let's see what he says about this is what happens when you follow your sinful nature. This is the lifestyle you get a, a, accustomed to. Okay. Sexual immorality. Very clear. What does that mean? Okay, when you follow, you have a lifestyle of just busting it wide open. You have a lifestyle of just laying that pipe. Right? You have a lifestyle of opening up them thighs. Let me just make it very plain to you. You have a lifestyle of getting those uh, hourly hotel rooms. You have a lifestyle of uh, going through uh, condom packages. You have a lifestyle of messing up sheets and using up all your tiles. Okay? That is your lifestyle. And you're not convicted about it at all. Right? Matter of fact, because I talked to uh, 
I know we only see a couple of people in the live, but I'm talking to the whole world right now because God is going to spread it. Right now, as we speak, you're heading to some hype right now as I speak. You're listening, but really your desires is uh, leading you. Because a lot of us think if we just hear the word of God, that's good. We ignore the doing it. But if we just hear it, we feel good about ourselves. The flesh just feels good just hearing the word of God. No, 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 no. God says if you have a constant lifestyle of just being a whole freak in the sheets, sexual immorality, sleeping with uh, women, sleeping with men, hey, you're being led by your sinful nature. That's what's God. The Holy Spirit is not in your life. I mean, you know of him, just like you know about uh, the president. You know the president, but I mean, do you talk to him? You know a lot of people, but that don't mean you know him. That don't mean you kicking it with him. So sexual immorality, that's it's very clear. Uh, impurity, lustful pleasures. When we talk about lustful pleasure, that's all type of lustful pleasure. Y'all know what it is. I don't have to say it to y'all. Idolatry. You idolize money. You idolize people. You idolize your relationship. You idolize your goals. You idolize your uh your family. You idolize your kids. You idolize, you know, you, you just idolize things. You put all these things before God. The, these things are more important to, to you than what God thinks. You have a lifestyle of idolizing things, putting things before God. This means you're being uh, led by your uh, sinful nature. Sorcery. Whole bunch of uh, uh, magic stuff going on in your life. Whole bunch of talking to different types. You ain't talking to the Holy Spirit. You talking to some old, some old other spirits. I don't know what you talking to. You doing all type of witchcraft and all type of uh, voodoo. and I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I can't tell you what you're doing. But you have a lifestyle of doing it. You love to go talk to people who can read your hand and see what lines you got on there. That's what you do. That's your lifestyle. You love talking to Miss Chloe. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love checking your horoscope. Instead of checking the word, you'll go to your horoscope and believe that before you believe the word of God. That is your lifestyle. Hostility. You got a lot of hostility. Yo, 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 your whole prison is hostile. You got a lot of hostility towards black folks. You got a lot of hostility towards white folks. A hostility towards just people in general. You got a lot of hostility towards men. The hostility towards women. You know, you just hostility. When it comes to uh uh, uh the government or when it comes to just the the system that God has placed in order when it comes to authority you just got a lot of hostile your mindset is hostile the way you roll your eyes is hostile you're being led by your flesh you know a lot of jealousy mm -hmm. when you look at pictures there's some jealousy going on in your in your in, every time you look at some pictures right 
Every time you see something on TV or, or, or every time you see somebody with a new car or a new house or uh, there's somebody getting married or somebody got some new shoes or some, you see somebody hairstyle, there's jealousy in you. You're just a jealousy person. This is a lot. A lot of times we overlook this because, you know, we, we, we focus on a big thing. But jealousy. Oh, that's that's going rampant in a kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you something that I know for true, that I know for sure. That's true. You have people that won't support you. Even though they know you doing their thing, even though they know you walking that walk, talking that talk, you have people that won't support you, even though they know that you're doing good. You have people that won't even call you, even listen to you. They know you have good advice. They know God is speaking through you. But because they are jealous of you, they'll stay in their mess. They won't seek out godly advice. They'll just stay. Why? Because jealousy. Jealousy is be, is is a, is a perfume that a lot of you men wear out there. You don't wear cologne. You wear a uh, 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 some cheap perfume called jealousy, boy. A lot of women wear this uh very uh perfume called jealousy so well. Yeah, you dress well with it, but you're really jealous. Matter of fact, the reason you have the goals that you have is because you're jealous of what you've seen. Oh my God. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Appreciate that guy. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that one. Yeah, your goals that you got is because you was jealous of somebody. Them really ain't your goals. That really ain't what God wants you to be chasing. But because you are jealous of other people, you are all outside the purpose of God because of your jealousy. Let me tell you how lost you is. Let me tell you how far away from God you is. I'm going to hit you in your chest real quick. Go ahead and take it. You feel me? I told you the word of God was for reproof and correction. You let a picture. You let a storyline get outside the will of God. Let that sink in. You're letting pictures get you all outside the will of God. You're letting video. Let me keep going. You know what I mean? Hey, outbursts of anger. You got outbursts of anger. You have a lot of just, I mean, you get angry. Soon as somebody say something to you, you, you just go crazy. Throwing stuff, breaking stuff. Your mama say something to you out of anger. Your your father say some outbursts of anger. The 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 uh the boss at work outbursts of anger. Your wife say something to you outbursts of anger. Your husband say outbursts of anger. You have a lifestyle. Nobody can't even. They gotta walk on eggshells around you. You have a lifestyle. This is mean you're being what led by your sinful nature. I'm almost finished. Y'all be chill. Be chill. Uh, you have selfish ambition. And it's right here. See, you can't really see it. <laughs> you really can't see this uh particular uh sinful nature, this desire, this self-ambition. 
but you can line it up with the kingdom. This is how you know that you have selfish ambition because it's not what God wants. And a lot of times it's uh quote unquote will of God in people's lives. If you match it up with what God wants, it's really selfish ambition. This is why you need the Holy Spirit uh, just guiding you. Because it's so easy to get into this mindset of just having selfish ambition. You have a way of uh, making things work for you. You know how to say the right things to really make that thing that you want to make happen work for your purpose. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very good at manipulating situations and you're very good at saying this and doing this and making this happen. And, and, and all in the background, it's really just to please your selfish ambition. You, you want people to operate in certain ways in your life. So you say this and you do this and you and you you, you act nice this time and you you say these type and you invite people and go out to them this time. It's all because of your selfish ambition. This is me. You're being uh, you, you've been led by your selfish, uh, your, your sinful nature, child, child of God. Division. That's another thing about the when you're being led by the sinful nature. When whenever you come around, it seems to be division. <laughs> People gotta pick a side. You know, when you when you on a job, you it's it's like you have division. You got clicks. When you at your school, there's division. Middle school, high school, elementary. You start early, matter of fact. When you around, why is there division? When you talk out of your mouth, why is there division? Why is there a color coming out your mouth? Yeah, you got division going on. Envy. That's another thing. You have an envy lifestyle. You just envy whatever other, other people got. Never satisfied with what you got. You envy their house. You envy their car. You envy their uh, marriage. You envy their job. You envy their success. You envy their social media. You envy their influence. You envy their looks. You you have a you're not thankful for what God has given you. You're so mad and and you really want what other people got. This is a lifestyle though. You're never satisfied with what you have. You're never happy with what God has given you. In this season of life, you can't just relax because you're envying other people's things. You're being led by your sinful nature. And you know what we'll do? We'll try to water this down with, well, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to do this and it's okay to have this. No, 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 no. We're not going to water this down. You're being led by your sinful nature. drunkenness you have a lifestyle of just turning up <laughs> you have a lifestyle of having henny up under the seat you have a lifestyle of popping uh uh that bottle you have a lifestyle of pouring up 
And when we talk about drunkness, we talking about that lean too. Yeah, you know how to pull up a deuce. You know how to pull up a foe. Yeah, you take that Sprite and you go ahead and pop that top and you let it be known. You finna pull up. You have a lifestyle of that. You have a lifestyle of double cup. Yeah, everybody, every time somebody see you got double cup, right? Yeah, you you oh you you definitely know how to pop that up uh, Patron up. You definitely know how to take shots. This is your lifestyle. Like to get drunk. You like not to remember what happened last night. You like to get drunk and you like to go commit some fornication, right? Mm-hmm. This is what, typically, you know, this is what the that type of lifestyle leads to. Because when you get drunk, then your flesh really out of control. Y'all know that. When you get drunk, your flesh is really out of control. That's how a lot of y'all have some mistakes, right? That's why a lot of you uh, people have those things, what you call, that one don't count. <laughs> Matter of fact, there's some high schoolers right now who listening to this. There's some college people right now. You're on campus because you have a lifestyle of drunkenness. When you get 30 and 40, you gonna tell your uh, future spouses, oh, well, that one didn't count. Uh, shut up. It did. You was drunk. You have a lifestyle of drunkenness. It counts. Don't nobody want to hear your little self-righteous. That don't count. Oh, man, I, I didn't even know I was asleep, man. That was, man, that was just, I, I took that one for the team. No, you didn't. You didn't take nothing for the team. You was drunk, right? And what happens when you have a lifestyle of drunkenness, you start doing things that you don't even know. Some of you guys, because the prisons are listening, you're locked up because you had a lifestyle of drunkenness. You couldn't put the bottle down. The bottle is controlling your life. The bottle is controlling your desires. The bottle, let this sink in, is controlling your future right now. The bottle is controlling if you're going to be able to see your kids or not when you get out of jail, young brother. That bottle. The bottle is controlling if you're going to be able to go back to your wife. That is controlling if you're going to be able to go back home to your husband young lady that bottle oh man it ain't nothing we can have a little drink it ain't nothing okay whatever you want to say but be honest with yourself that lifestyle is controlling your whole life right now drunkness wild parties mm -hmm. this is being led by the sinful nature you just love going to wild parties you love going to some parties that you can hop on some, right? Get behind some. Let them roll up on you. Yeah. let You want to grab that hand when you're behind her, right? Yeah, you love to go to them parties where you can back that thing up, huh? You love going to parties where you can uh go ahead and uh tip drill your thing, right? You love to go to parties like that. Yeah. I be seeing it. I know. Been there, done that. Them wild parties, right? You love going to them parties where you can hop into some afterwards. You love going to them wild parties where you can get you some numbers in. You know what I'm saying? See if you can head open, head to that visitor parking lot. This is what, yeah. Matter of fact, God, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to the visitor parkers. This is when you know you've been to wild parties, right? 
And so he said, in other scenes like this, let me tell you again, I have, as I have before, that anyone living, man, stop. <laughs> hey, that's God talking to you, bro. I'm just, hey, I'm just the voice I keep telling you. Hey, <laughs> that anyone living that sort of life. So anybody, well, because we all have done this. Let me say this. Everybody in here listening to the sound of my voice, everybody has done these type of things. Everybody, even the voice, even this person speaking to you have done these things, have entertained these things, have lived in these things. But God, if you continue to live this type of lifestyle or die in this, look what it says, that anyone living that sort of life would not inherit the kingdom. And we have people living this life saying, well, I know God. God know my heart. I believe, I just don't think, you know, God go send me to hell. I just don't believe a God. Well, what, why is his word saying this? Make God true and every person who's saying these things a liar. Okay, now let's see what the Holy Spirit, what kind of lifestyle the Holy Spirit leads us to. But the Holy Spirit produces these kind of fruits in our lives. We're going to love people. You hate black people. Why you hate white people? Why you hate Hispanics? Why you hate Chinese people? And talking about you love God. Why, how? How? Please explain that to me. I'm so conflicted by this. How do you walk in a spirit of love and you hate God's people? His creation. These people didn't have no decision of what color they was going to be. You hate them because of their color. But in the same breath, say you believe in God. How? You're a racist. You're a liar. And that's so over our culture these days. That is, I mean, that is running rampant in our culture. Forget man. joy. You're gonna you're gonna live a lifestyle of joy. Now, understand this joy happens when things are going your way or when things are not even going your way. How are you when things are not going your way? Do you still have a lifestyle of joy? Why? Because your name is written in the book of life. Because you know God. Because you have his word. Because you have the Holy Spirit. Because you have his mercy. Because you have his grace. Because you have his forgiveness. Because you can pray to God. This is why you're joyful. Stop. When your external is not where you want it to be, and you're not, you're always walking around moping and sad, and you got this, this whole, I don't know, woe is me spirit going on. Man, you're not being led. You, uh-uh. That ain't being led by the spirit. And y'all know what type of people I'm talking about. Every time you talk to them, it's just, uh, you, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. You ever talk to somebody like that? 
just they they got they never enjoy nothing nothing is right they get paid they well uh, you know i got paid today but i don't like the way they uh, deposit my money the banks i hate the way they it was supposed to be there at 12 but it came at two you be like oh oh uh, i can't stand the ungrateful Ooh, that makes me itch got to get away from people like that never joyful you have a lifestyle of peace when you're being led by the holy spirit there's just a peace around you right when when people around you there's not it's not chaotic you know it's it's, it's just peaceful when you talk it's peace when you're meeting people there's there's a peace about you when people come over to your house, there's a there's a peace, there's a calm spirit that just rests over you. When they get in the car, it's, it's just peace, right? The way you just even the way you dress, there's a certain peace about the way you dress. You know, because you can dress chaotic. <laughs> I'm messing with you, right? Your breath is peaceful. You know, some of y'all breaths are just chaotic. It's just outside the will of God. Tell somebody and say, hey, is your breath outside the will of God? Your breath is peaceful. Mm-hmm. Your cologne is peaceful. Your perfume is peaceful. You smell peaceful. You just look peaceful. Just, just, just peaceful. That is how your life is supposed to be when you're walking with the Holy Spirit. You patient with people, right? You're not quick to judge people. You're not quick to uh, just just cut people off. You're not quickly angry. You're not quickly uh, making assumptions because you have this spirit of patience with people. You're not quickly, well, I'm going to tell somebody off because they, they got me wrong. No, 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 no. You have that, that's some pain. You ask God, God, what they mean? What, what? Tell me what I should say. Tell me what I should do. Tell me how I should react. You're not only patient with people, but you're patient with God. Some of y'all are rushing God in your life. You you got you 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 have a way of rushing God. You have a way of telling God to hurry up and answer my prayer. Hurry up and do what I ask you to do, God. And if you don't do it in the next three months. I'm going to serve the world. I'm going back out there in the streets and I'm going to act the fool. Is that you? Is that you? Kindness. You have a, you're kind to everybody. You're kind to even people who treat you wrong. You're kind to people who don't do you right. You're kind to black folks, white folks, Chinese folks, Mexican folks. You're kind to kids. You're kind to men. You're kind to women. No matter what happened to you in your past, you're still kind. Your lifestyle is showing. You're kind to the people at the uh, bus station. You're kind to people behind the registry. Even when they get your order, you're kind to the waitress. You're kind. You don't have to try to be kind. You're just. You don't have to act. Let me try to hold my. No, 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 no. You have because you let the Holy Spirit just guide you. That is what comes out of you. You're just kind. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is guiding your life. 
goodness, goodness. Treat people good. You treat yourself good. See, you if you're not treating yourself good, if you're not treating yourself kind, you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Why you talk to yourself like that? Why you don't talk to yourself good? Faithfulness. You're faithful to the walk of God. You're faithful to the things of God. Not saying you're going to always be faithful. Not saying you're not going to mess up. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about the direction. You're faithful to the directions and commandments of God over your life, and you're going to keep getting back up and walking towards that. You are faithful to the call of God in your life. No matter what comes, no matter who comes, no matter who leaves, no matter what people say, you are faithful to it. No matter how many people support you, people support, people don't support. You're going to stay faithful to what God has caused you to do. That means you're being led by the Holy Spirit. Gentleness. You gently talk to people. You gently instruct people. You gently ask for your order. I say, give me a, a number three. That ain't gentle. What's all that about? Where you at? Gentle. You, is that just when people when you answer the phone, there's a gentle voice behind it. Your thoughts is gentle. When you walk in a room, it's gentle. Matter of fact, if you live in apartments and you live on the second floor, the way you walk is gentle. The people downstairs don't have to be like, they always making noise. You live gently. <laughs> you live gentle. <laughs> you know, because I told you, some people just live loud. They live, their lifestyle is just loud. There's no gentleness about it. When they get in your car, it's just loud. You ever got had somebody like that? The way they even slam the door, you just know. It's just like, why everything you do is loud? Calm your spirit down. And last but not least, self-control. You have self-control over your mouth. You have self-control over your eyes. You have self-control over your hands, you masturbators. Huh? You ain't jacking off all week. You don't got no self-control. Oh, my God. I can't. Man, that's what's going on. Self-control. You're not watching porn all throughout the week. Why? Because you have self-control. You're not drinking all throughout the week. Why? Because you have self-control. This is how you know you're being a spirit. You're not spending all your money. Why? Because you have self-control. You know how to save. Why? Because you have self-control. You don't let these desires of you control you. You control them desires. You ain't eating up everything. Why? Because self-control. You're not spending 18 hours and 24 hours all on social media. Why? Because you have self-control. 
You're not watching TV all day. Why? Because you have self-control. When you are being led by the Holy Spirit, you're able to have self-control over all these things in your life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings you power to do it. Look at your life. Where are you all out of order at? When there's no self-control going on. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. All right? All right, man. Y'all know I wasn't trying to do nothing, man. I was just trying to give y'all this game of this word, man. I appreciate everybody coming out to the underground. Place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Y'all know I was just the voice of one calling out saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Real quick before I go. Hey, Walmart, y'all need to repent and get some new baskets. I'm tired of going to Walmart. Y'all got these baskets that when I roll, it'll be getting stuck. We need some new baskets. We get all y'all this money. We go there every day and shop. Can y'all get us some new baskets? Exactly. Get us some new baskets. All right, man. Hey, appreciate y'all coming out. Hey, when this come out, y'all share this with somebody. And next time I share this link with y'all, y'all share it with somebody. Get somebody up in here so they can hear this word. Appreciate you coming underground. Hey, I'm just the voice, man. I'm out. One. Love y'all.